I was born and raised in this city, and Lord willing, I'm going to heaven from right here in this city. I want to tell you, Detroit, that you done set me up for a comeback. Hell yeah. You answered around here, Detroit, Detroit right in my face. It's gone. What are, you doing? what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay, you want to go right now, Albert? Hey, kids, it's your old pal, M.L. Elric, trapped in a time warp. Yes, I have uh, returned to the free press. Yes, I took a special projects job, and then I started covering the mayor of Detroit, and now Kwame Kilpatrick's free, so now I'm covering the old mayor of Detroit, too. <laughs> and uh, and uh, couldn't be more pleased to be with you on a short break. We're having updates posting throughout the day and throughout the weekend at Freep.com. So if you're wondering where this story is going, you can follow it there. And of course, we'll have that on my Facebook page, which is M-L-E-L-R-I-C-K, where you may be seeing us right now, and Twitter at Elric. And uh, we're joined by a guy who doesn't really care that much or have any interest in uh, Kwame Kilpatrick matters. That would be Drew Lane. <laughs> and Mark Fellhauer has brought us all together to talk about the story that seems to never end. Gentlemen, yeah. thanks for... Thanks for joining me in my personal nightmare. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I can't believe we're talking about this yeah. right off the bat. And uh, I yeah, this know, was supposed to be a cooking segment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But when Mark called me and said, "Hey, uh, ML's doing a special Facebook live," and I knew immediately what it was about, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" But Hell yeah. this is my—I mean, this is day off. But I—I I, I just feel like somebody's got to say something about this. What? What? in the hell is going on he's been in there seven years 28 years correct was the sentence the sentence was 28 years which with good time he'd be out in you know 24 25 okay so we have a pandemic that is of terrible consequence to those of us law-abiding citizens prisons we're told that it's worse but why should a prisoner get a christmas the christmas gift of a lifetime for something that we're all suffering. And I'm not saying prisoners shouldn't be taken care of and we've done a crappy job of it, but why wouldn't he be put under house arrest for, you know, a month or whatever it takes him to clean up the prison? What, why? And then put him back in. Why should he get 20 years off? I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. You're asking a guy <laughs> who thought that 28 years was appropriate. So, so one of the questions that we're trying to get answered this afternoon, and which is why we're going to do a very short show, is I'm still trying to find out from the Bureau of Prisons if he goes home, does he get to pick which home he goes to? Does he have to serve the rest of his sentence in that home? Does he have to return to prison after the COVID crisis is declared over? Um, does he have to wear a tether? Does he have to report to some sort of probation or parole officer? These are questions that we don't have answers for. But my suspicion is he's a nonviolent white collar criminal who's being released under special circumstances that once he's out, he's out. And um uh, you know, but but I don't know these 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 as so many things that have happened with uh, COVID nineteen. There's no precedent for this, and um, I I just don't I just don't have answers. But we will by the end of the day, and you'll get them all at freep.com. And by the way, please subscribe because my bosses might not be happy I'm doing this. So let's let's make the cash registers ring at the free press because this is why you trust the mainstream media because we can get answers to stuff like this. Well, I understand there's a lot, and it happens on Friday before Memorial Day, which stinks. I mean, right off the bat, I'm going, oh, so they want to bury this. Who? Who? 
Who who decided this? And that's also something we're trying to find out. So let me just let me just tell you a few things that we have some certainty on. Um, there was a clemency request made to President Trump. Uh, we heard that Pete Carmanos had asked. We heard that uh, State Rep. Sherry Gaydagnogo had given a letter, hand-delivered a letter to President Trump. This does not appear to be clemency. When I first heard about this around 8.30 this morning, I dismissed it because I thought there's no way President Trump is going to come to Detroit and not say, by the way, I let your mayor out because that's going to make him very popular with some people who otherwise would not vote for him. So I immediately said that this is this is more bullshit because we've been hearing over and over again he's going to get released. So I don't think this has anything to do with the president, actually. And what I'm hearing and I'm still trying to confirm this is that under special circumstances that Attorney General William Barr uh, announced during this pandemic, some people can be, and the Department of Justice is recommending that they be released for their own safety and that um, and that uh, this is an extraordinary circumstance. And now whether the decision is made by the Department of Justice, by the Bureau of Prisons, or by the local warden, I don't know. But we are reporting, and I'm working with my wife, Teresa Ballas, on this, which is interesting, um, that, uh, and every man who has a wife Teresa- out there should be concerned that Kilpatrick is free, but um, that... Uh, that the warden may be able to make this call. Um, we don't know that yet, but we're trying to find that out. Um, is Bobby Ferguson getting out? Cause he had a lighter sentence. So I'm assuming that he'll be out too, right? Uh, great question. Um, <laughs> Daniel Ferguson says he should be next. Daniel oh, Ferguson, of course, a guest on the soul of Detroit will be again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting guy, cousin of Bobby Ferguson, former brother-in-law of Kwame Kilpatrick he said that uh, he's not aware of Bobby being um, released anytime soon, but they're pushing for it. They're appealing for it. One of the differences is, and Teresa and I reported this at the Free Press, that this, this prison that Kilpatrick is at, even though it's low security, it apparently has had a very high number of COVID-19 cases. So depending on where Bobby Ferguson is, the urgency to get people out might not be as great. Is um uh, is is Bobby as much of a in a health problem as Kwame is? Because wasn't that part of the filing? He is a pre-diabetic. Wait, can I point something out? Uh, what else did both, he claim? Both of them, both of them would transfer to the highest COVID prison in the land if it gave them a better chance of getting out. So, I mean, the idea that these guys are sitting around sweating about COVID. No, it's a chance to get out. That's all it is to them. I mean, really, can I? Can I say that? You can say that, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, three, so- uh, can I, I just want to say this, too. 372 deaths of the 95,000 in this country are in prisons. There are 2.3 million prisoners. It's about .01, one in 1,000 chance of dying of COVID in prison. And uh, I don't know what that, I'm sure that's higher than the other number. But, I mean, why this thing, again, it's, it's a horrible thing for everyone. Why should prisoners benefit? And now we're less safe Generally speaking, because I'm telling you, uh, if you don't think this guy is going to be trying to separate someone from their money when he gets out, I got news for you. Guy goes on and on like it's his network or something. <laughs> what the oh, hell? I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to dream weave. I'm doing a 28 year sentence myself. Hey, was, was, was there was a question in there? No, no. But, uh, I do have a question. Right, but, but wait a minute. You know, so let me just get this straight, Drew, and I think I know the answer to this. You're telling me you're surprised that Kwame Kilpatch would take a point zero 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 one chance to get out of prison. This is a guy who'll do whatever he has to get out of prison. And honestly, 
who wouldn't? We would all take whatever shot we could to try and get out from under a 28 uh, year sentence. He, I think he would take if he said, OK, we're going to give you coronavirus and uh, and you can get out once you have it or you can stay in here and never get it. He'd take it in a second. Come on. We, this is a get out of jail free card. 20 years of his life. This is the biggest Christmas gift he could ever have. And I, I, I know the answer to this question, I think, because I, I think I'm going to hate the answer. But does he at least have to express remorse? Does he have to do that? I'm guessing uh, he doesn't. I'm going to say no. I would say no because it's not clemency. He's just being released. But he's getting... Tw- All right. Well, <laughs> well, and that's, that's going to be the other thing. Is he going to have to wear a tether for the next 20 years? No, of course not. It's just... It's get out of jail free. Well, how did when did you He'll first... probably be in a private jet uh, as soon as he's released? I'm kind of interested in how the background of how you had to work this story worked. I mean, I assume you got a call early in the morning... And I, because I saw a tweet you put out that you weren't so certain. The, the initial reporting was really, it did seem like a jump to conclusions. Well, it was based on a press release that came out from an organization that listed a website that when you put it into your computer, it came back as invalid. So, uh, so these, these hoaxes have been flying around for quite some time. Um, I got a phone call at 830 from someone asking me, what do I know? And I said, I know I was enjoying being asleep. And then we had a conversation about it. We talked through some of the reasons why this might or might not make sense. Number one, in my mind, being how does Trump come here and not mention that he's going to let Kilpatrick out? We hadn't considered there was another option beyond clemency. And then um, then I started doing some reporting and then he couldn't confirm it with anybody. His own attorney wasn't aware of this. Uh, The feds weren't aware of this. Now, of course, under another president, the local jurisdiction is consulted on these things just to make sure they're not missing something in Washington and this might not be a terrible mistake. Trump doesn't do it that way. He does what he wants to do. So the fact that the feds weren't consulted here um, isn't surprising. Um, so I kind of put it aside, but then I, I, I was getting phone calls and texts from everybody, including Mark and other yeah. folks. And so I just put sort of a smart aleck thing on Twitter that said, you know, hey, if you're calling to tell me that Kilpatrick's getting out, unless your name is Kilpatrick, don't call me. This has all the makings of a hoax, which it did. So that puts me in a bit of a spot because there's two things you don't want to do. First of all, you don't want to report something you're not sure of. And second of all, you don't want to put something out that someone else has reported and say they're wrong because maybe they'll be right. And I kind of couched my language, so I'm going to try and worm out of it that way. But one of my other sources contacted me and said, no, no, it's not a hoax. So they saw my post on social media. So being kind of a smart ass actually ends up making me uh, look a little smart, which is not easy to do. And so then we just doubled down. We really started diving in. Teresa started working on it. We started trying to figure out what we we're going to report at the free press. And I said, I'm not going to report anything till I have some confirmation. And Daniel Ferguson eventually confirmed it. Um, and, and you talked that you mentioned to some people in the feds. Uh, I don't know at what level. Are they furious about this? Uh, Teresa spoke to the U.S. Attorney's Office. That's the federal prosecutors who put Kilpatrick in prison. And uh, they said they were going to work to figure out if this actually happened. But uh, U.S. Attorney Matthew Schneider put out a statement the last time there was some discussion of releasing Kilpatrick where he said, we're opposed to this. He's a bad dude. He, he, he got a fair sentence and he should serve it. So I don't think their position has changed on this. Certainly they haven't reversed course on it. And, and this is what's so incredible about this. They seem to be as much in the dark about this 
as we are. They might not be by now, but this morning it was as much news to them as it was to any of us. Wait, so ultimately who makes the decision on which prisoners get to be moved uh, out because of COVID and coronavirus and their health issues? Who is that? Did you say that's the warden? I mean, they so, can't have, yeah, a lot so of we're people. trying to get to the bottom of this right now. And one thing yeah. Drew talked about a little while ago that I've, I've kind of been thinking about is I don't know that Kilpatrick moved to this prison after the pandemic hit, he may have been there before. So I don't think he was shopping for the sickest prison he could find and then use that as an excuse to get out. I wasn't but saying I that. But I was just him. saying, I was just saying that he would. In other words, he's yes, not absolutely. No, like I said, he'll take any, any shot he can to get out. And frankly, if you told me I got to do 20 years in prison or risk getting sick and getting out, I would take that risk too. I think we all would. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big, it's a big uh, sort of a weaselly way to shorten your sentence. It's, I mean, I guarantee you if, you, if you had to ask the average guy, nonviolent criminal, if he would, if, I mean, put a gun to his head and say, or put a lie detector on him and say, are you happy about coronavirus or unhappy about it? They'd say, I'm happy about it because I got a shot to get out. Meanwhile, all of us out here, we're suffering too. Why is their suffering so much more important than our suffering? Because we do take risks when they come out. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering, is it, uh, I mean, it's got to be connections he has to help get him out, or at least to be one of the first. Does he still have connections? Oh, come on. Well, he, Pierre Carmanos is yeah. personally asking yeah. the president of the United States, can you let him out? That's a connection. You know, he's got yeah. local state lawmakers when they go to Washington, they say to President Trump, it's great to meet you, Mr. President. Will you let Kwame Kilpatrick out? Those are connections. I mean, yeah, he's connected. So do you think the White House is involved in letting him out? under COVID or it just doesn't seem like it would go that high. I don't know. Right. So, so we don't have any indication that Trump is involved in this, but, um, but what we, what we do know is that the attorney general who's appointed by the president has a policy that says we want to have people who we can release who are maybe at risk released. So I don't think that Trump wrote that policy. I'm sure he's aware of it, but I don't think that when they said, Mr. President, are you cool with this? He said, yeah, this is a great way for me to get Kilpatrick sprung. I don't think it's that deep a conspiracy, but um, you know, I mean, the the president has, has, has heard from plenty of people that he thinks Kilpatrick should get out and it would be a genius political move by Trump to release him. And I was, was, pretty convinced, maybe I just convinced myself, that Trump was going to let him out before the coronavirus hit and things like that just, you know, would have been brushed off anybody else's desk. You can't think about Kilpatrick wasting away when you've got to go give a two and a half hour press conference and deny science. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it'd be, I don't think it's a genius move at all to let Kwame out. I don't think I, I don't see how that helps him. Oh, it, 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 he won Michigan by 10,000 votes. Some of those, ten, so some of the people who didn't vote who would have cost him the election are going to vote this time. And if they vote and they vote for Trump, that's going to help him. The only way. Because he let a he sociopath to, out? Pardon me? Because he let a sociopath or a remorseless sociopath out? Well, I mean, there in, are most in, people, I, I mean, really, I feel like most people or more people, a lot more than there were before, are on to Kwame. He's a bit of a scammer. I, mean, uh, really I would say there just- are 10,000 people in Detroit, who would, and maybe in Michigan, who would never, ever vote for Kwame, for, for Donald Trump, who will vote for him because, uh, because he released Kwame Kilpatrick. Now, I've heard the counter argument, which is there are people in uh, conservative parts of the state who would not vote for Trump if he released Kilpatrick 
But I, I don't buy that. I mean, if, if you're still strong for Trump, there's nothing this man can do that's going to shake you. You're strong for Trump, Trump to the end. And if you like his economic policies, if you like his immigration policies, if you like the way he's handled the economy and the pandemic, he lets one dude out of prison and you're going to walk away. No way. The, there's only benefit for Trump in Michigan to releasing Kwame Kilpatrick. Um, I don't, I, you know, I, it's hard to predict these things. Uh, you sound very now, certain. The, the one not exception so would be if Kilpatrick gets in a room with Melania, then maybe Trump is like, whoa, whoa hey, not so fast, big fella. <laughs> so how much uh, pow- power or cachet does he still have in the city? Let's say he gets out and he starts um, going around the town again. Uh, do the political powers that be in the city, does he still hold a lot of sway or is it um, smoke and mirrors from his perspective? Well, I, Dan Gilbert was said to have a lot of admiration for him before he was in trouble. Um, we know that Peter Carmano still holds him in very high regard. Uh, today at his regular briefing, Mayor Duggan was asked, I sent a question through to the press secretary because I couldn't be there, uh, what he makes of this. And Mayor Duggan said, I've known him a long time. And if I can do anything to help get him back on his feet, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, certainly uh, Roger Penske and Jim Nicholson from a big chemical company, they made a lot of money available to Kilpatrick to get him to go away as mayor. Maddie Maroon, who's very powerful and wealthy, held him in very high regard. So I think there are still some very rich and powerful people. Uh, the irony is Kilpatrick always portrayed himself as a man of the people. He had a lot of really powerful, rich white guys who uh, who kept him going. But we'll do that for another show. Maybe we'll do that Tuesday. You might want to tune in when we'll have a very special guest on ML Soul of Detroit. But um, I think that he still has... Um, he still has uh, a platform. Uh, I don't think he could be elected mayor. Um, it's possible he could be elected in, in a city council district. But I think like every election, it depends on who you run against. There's no way Donald Trump is elected president of the United States unless he runs against Hillary Clinton, because people just did not like her at all. Well, uh, I mean, that's an entirely different subject, uh, although that poll yesterday was brutal. It showed Biden oh, yeah. being way ahead. Uh, but, it's, but going back to Kwame for a second, I, I can't get angry about Kwame anymore. I mean, not really angry because it, it's, he's not worth getting mad over. I mean, honestly, there's so many things he did, said, you know, evoked the N-word because all those people were making death threats against him, and th- which was total bullshit. He, there's nothing that he is beneath doing. Um, so... I just don't understand why, because he's never shown remorse. He never, I mean, remember restitution? Oh, I can pay $6 a month. I mean, he thinks it's all a big joke. Does he still have to pay restitution when he's out? Yeah, he owes a million. Uh, that's one of the questions we're trying to answer. In fact, thank you for seeing. I'm going to add that to my list. You're welcome. Um, Are you fucking Because we're going to have How a big that? thing in the, in the free press on Saturday and on Sunday asking as many of these questions as we can. So definitely... Check that out, freep.com, buy it at your newsstand. Uh, you know, if you got to sell blood, get a copy. It's going to be worth it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Drew. I, um, I'm going to be sucked into this. It's going to throw me off from some very good stories I'm working on. I think these are very good stories, too. But my biggest concern is there are other people who are running amok in our city, in our county, in our state who deserve scrutiny. They are not going to get that scrutiny because we're all going to be obsessed with Kwame Kilpatrick. Now, that's just a fact of life. I'm I'm. I'm just not going to try and waste too much energy struggling against it. But why do people still care about 
Pete Rose. Why do people, I mean, these are scoundrels who have done their damage and have moved on, but we love people like this. We want to know more about people like this. And, and if it's true that he's going to be staying um, at his mom's house, um, I'm sure wherever he goes, because he's charming as hell, mm. he is going to be a, a local celebrity. He is going to be the talk of the town for a while. He just has that kind of magnetism and charisma. And, and hide your wives and daughters. Are you exhausted by the story already? Not already, but just thinking about, first of all, I have to go back and think about everything we've done. And we've done so many stories that I forget about them. And then we're going to have to answer some new questions. And then we're going to have to, you know, see where this leads. And uh, I understand why people are interested in it. I just, you know, I, I get criticized all the time. Like, why can't you get past Kwame Kilpatrick? People, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> Believe me. I, I'm Michael Corleone. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. But well, uh, you know, he's as- a major historical figure in the city of Detroit in the same way that people still talk to Nixon after he left office. If you can get a hold of Kilpatrick, you're going to try and reach out to him because whether people want to admit it or not, he was a pretty smart guy. Not as smart as he thought he was and maybe not smarter than me and Jim and some other people, but he ain't a dummy and he's still got something to say. And maybe we want to listen to it just so we can say, okay, anybody who says that is a liar. Well, his problem is he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, and he's not. And he's not smart enough to be remorseful about what he did. And I don't think that's his fault because he's, uh, he's extremely entitled. I, I really think he's a sociopathic type of person. And that's why I, I just get so frustrated thinking about this today. I was like... Does he have to express remorse? It seems like if they give you a twenty-year break, surely you would do that, or you would ha- you you would be told to do it. Um, and, and then, as far as restitution, he's never ever lived up to what was he making? What was Carmelo paying him one hundred fifty grand or something? And he can only pay six dollars a month. Remember all well, those is he lies? Gonna, is he going to pay back those advances on his salary he got from Carmelo's? Maybe that's a question to start with. But, he never went but to you work. Know what? I mean, Pete Rose prison. said he was sorry. Do, do any of us believe that? I mean, the fact that the man no. says he's remorseful. I mean, to me, you know, and we talked about this uh, on Soul of Detroit a couple of weeks ago um, when we were talking about the fine young cannibals. And it's a very long convoluted story. But anyways, there was a guy. Um, who uh, was caught in a major scandal in England and he just receded from public life and he spent the rest of his life doing charity work. So whether he said he was sorry or not, he proved that he was sorry. So to me, whatever Kilpatrick says, first of all, if he says it, I'm pretty convinced it's not the truth, but if he really wants to show remorse, <laughs> he'll start doing things for other people. Well, to that point in the article that you and, and your wife wrote, um, there's this Teresa Baldus, not his email, wife. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is email. Um, Mrs. Elric, she doesn't have the yes. same name as him. She can't be his wife. Um, the, My uh, boss. The report, she didn't even take his name after a hyphen. Was it the 2019 Reporter of the Year, Michigan Reporter of the Year? Is yeah. that what she was? Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's one year. I know. You haven't, as, won, as you, you haven't won a Pulitzer in 10 years. Say, yeah, what have you done for me lately? Well, the <laughs> last one we won sitting. came with a pay cut. Let's just say I haven't been trying that hard. All I see is the one you I, sitting with your, uh, you know, the picture of you and Schaefer when you won the... Uh, the award. Uh, but what I was going to say is you, in that article, you talked to Daniel Ferguson and he mentioned this uh, email that's circulating around 
where Kilpatrick wrote, I am well, it's on, see you all soon, LOL, Lord have mercy, LOL. I mean, that doesn't show any remorse, but what I was wondering, have you... No, he blasted, last time he made a Facebook post, remember he said, oh, sure. it's all bullshit and I didn't do anything wrong. He He's a menace. Have you seen any of these emails that circulate among, quote-unquote, Kilpatrick supporters? Have you seen this more recent one? As he's hiding behind his Pulitzer? No, but um, but I will tell you that uh, when I was wondering whether the email was legitimate or not, when he said there was LOL in it, I was like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's how he writes. <laughs> well, you know, as far as his power with the <laughs> current, you know, populace or, you know, his constituency, Remember when they started to go fund me? They wanted to raise seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, which you know, as if this guy—he's <laughs> been on the dole. He's been stealing money and getting money from taxpayers and people and loans from people who he helped his entire career. Why would Damn anybody that. pay? To, but but I thought, oh shit, he'll probably raise some money. No, it didn't raise any money. They couldn't sell any T-shirts either. I mean, there was absolutely no interest. But this is different. When he's out, I. See him doing the, and you would think a guy that gets out go, oh, I feel so fortunate. This is like a new lease on life. I'm going to do good work and <laughs> I'm going to keep myself clean. But no, I think he will, what he will do is anytime he can get from a microphone or any public group of people, he will say, I got screwed. This was racism. I mean, it'll be the, the whole litany of stuff. And who knows what he can drum up with that routine. He's certainly good at it. Uh, it, re- it remains to be seen whether he can get out and about. I, I don't know how oh, long he, he has to stay at his mom's house, but he certainly uh, he could he could start his own podcast. Well, it, he could start uh, the wrongly accused will. podcast. He could broadcast from the basement. I understand sure. very sophisticated gentlemen do that on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm sure um, he'll be. And, and we're looking for new shows on the Red Shovel Network, right? So well, no door should be slammed shut. I could totally see him. I mean, he's going to be allowed to go to church, and I could see him uh, easily preach church from, of the, Kwame? from the pulpit. I, I see. I see. Church of Kwame. We've been talking about that for a long time yeah. because that's money. Money. He separates people from money. That's what he's so good at. How is and he? How is he viewed in the in the uh, church? Tax exempt too. Do you know ML? Well, when he was mayor, he had some very powerful bishops and pastors who were supportive of him. Uh, I suspect that they they would be again. But um, but I haven't I haven't talked to those folks in a while. I mean, he's going to maintain some core support here, but uh, but the city's doing very well. Uh, it seems to be pretty well managed. Not everything's perfect, but I think there are a lot of people who, um, you know, they don't want to go back the way it was. And I think I think one of the things that we're going to try and do in our coverage is remind people of just what it was like under Kilpatrick. This, this town was going down the drain. This, this mayor was more responsible for the bankruptcy than any single individual. And if you like that, uh, let's do it again. I don't think so. I Fire mean, up the it, Kilpatrick fund, make it get happen. started. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I saw Rod blog what's his name? Blagovich. Blagojevich. 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 After he got out. And first of all, I was annoyed that he was out. He had no business getting off early. He's a complete, he's another guy, separates people from money, scumbag, liar. And of course, you know, I got screwed, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that made it, that to me was worse than him getting out. The fact that I had to hear him saying how, you know, he got screwed by this, this, this. And, and I know Kwame's going to do the same thing. And it's, that's hard to take. Um, 
I don't know. I, I'm just, it's just disappointing to me. I feel like there, there's, if there were some things that I was comfortable were in place, like he has to pay <laughs> X amount of restitution every month. Yeah, but we know that's not that's not going to happen. Well, the conviction yeah. the conviction still stands. I mean, that's not getting wiped clear. Well, he lost seven years of his life. I mean, he was punished. I understand. But, uh, you know, and I always felt that honestly, thought I, it was too long. I thought it was a little bit long. I didn't think it was that long, but I thought you know, I don't know. I figured he'd be out in seventeen, eighteen, twenty years. But you know, I I don't have a problem I, with it. I feel like I did after this guy rammed into me uh, three months ago when I was trying to come meet you at Mesa, Drew. Guy rams into my car, doesn't pay any attention, isn't sorry, is still on the phone when he gets out of the car, shows no remorse, and now it looks like he wasn't insured, so I may have to pay my own deductible. I mean, Kwame Kilpatrick is the guy who hits you in the car who doesn't say sorry and leaves you with the bill. And I can tell you from personal experience as a resident of Detroit, as a guy who was in a car accident like that, it ain't fun, and you're not looking for a redo. It's, It's all about him. It's always about him. It will be about him, whatever it is, and I, I guarantee you, he, yeah. will, he will he will generate some new f- pile of bullshit. I don't know what it's going to be. I thought it'd be a church, and there's that tax exemption, which is so nice. Or <laughs> or he'll start a big charity, or I, I don't know what it is. But I, I, it's just it's just uh, it's just such bullshit that he gets out this way. That's as much as I, I hate that as much as anything. I mean, if he got out early, it, it doesn't. I mean, I, I'm not sitting around worrying about Kwame Kilpatrick to be honest, but the fact that this pandemic, which is a horrible thing, the idea that that would shave 20 years off his sentence, it just defies any common sense. It yeah. doesn't. And, and there aren't that many people. And, you know, I, I keep reading about all these people dying, dying, senior homes, you know, uh, older people, uh, risk groups and prisons too. prisons is a is a, a big well, it, part it, of the narrative is that, oh, my God, how can we be so horrible? And I looked it up and I was like, God, there's got to be thousands of people. I look up 372. Boy, that's a lot of talk about those three hundred seventy-two people. I don't understand people. why he wouldn't have to return, say, two years, three years, when there's herd immunity. There's a, it's why, I mean, and then finish the rest of it. Not not start back where he was, but give him those three years, and then and then continue the re- other eight. Return when there's a cure. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> why are we so worried about our prisoners? And I don't um, want to. I don't want them to be under horrid conditions. But I mean, they are in prison for a reason. Uh, ML, do you know where where is Christine Beatty at? What is she doing now? Oh, uh, good last I heard, she was in Atlanta, and she did have a show on nine ten a.m. for a while. I don't know if that's still on, but uh, from what I understand, she's putting her life back together. She did make an appearance on the Crime Town podcast, so uh, we heard her voice, but I don't really know what she's doing. But you know, the other thing is, if if Kilpatrick gets let out in the Atlanta area, like we're hearing might happen, <laughs> that's that's where the Centers for Disease Control is. Perhaps he could use this time and repay his debt to society by coming up with a cure. So, um, I mean, do you do you want to get in the way of that, Drew? Is that who you are? Do you want people to die because no. you're a little pissed off? I, I want to ask you. I mean, this, I, I'm not. I, that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. Um, you gave me a stack uh, a couple years ago of text messages and they were they belonged to someone in the fray and this whole thing um that you were working on kind of winnowing through and anyway i i did get to read and there were a lot of them printed by the free press too the christine Beatty text messages do you think without going into my theory on it do you think she's foolish enough to go oh kwame's out i want him back 
Uh, yeah. Uh, weren't you supposed to give me a report on those text messages or something? I was. But you, never, I, you never Can asked. I get those three ring binders back? You know, I, those aren't cheap. I, I still have them. <laughs> I highlighted the hell out of them. I spent hours and hours reading text messages. It was um, at times a little boring, but I mean, it was fascinating, too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of hers based on her text messages. Yeah, so, so now you're going to stick me for a bill on a highlighter? Man, this is this has gone the wrong way in all kinds of different uh, uh, facets. But um, you, you know, so I don't you know. know. Uh, I mean, he is single now. He is divorced. If they really were soulmates, this might be the right time for them to come together and try and build a new life. Um, you know, let me get my hanky out for that one. But a um, mm-hmm. little tear rolling down here. But who knows? Um, my suspicion is... They had some good uh, love. My, my suspicion is... It, that was just another hit for him and that he's going to be looking for new conquests. But if he's confined to his house and all he can do is kind of, you know, rub hug, then, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have an out call. He'll say, come on over whoever. My suspicion is Kilpatrick's first romantic relationship will involve whoever's willing to go over to his mom's house. <laughs> I'm going to predict that he's, he's going to go younger, just younger than him. Just guessing. I've been in prison for seven days, let alone seven years. I'm probably gonna love you. First thing I can get, but yeah, I mean, sure. Is there is there anybody else that you've talked to that you can name and and give their opinion on besides Daniel? Well, his attorney says that uh, that he thinks he never should have done that much time and thinks that this is absolutely the appropriate um, the appropriate development. Uh, We've heard from the U.S. attorney, you know, who uh, doesn't seem to be taking back their position that this is out of hand. I've heard from a lot of readers. I've heard from a lot of local people, um, both in politics and outside, who have very strong opinions about this. There are some state reps who think that this is what should have happened. There are some local political types who feel like this is what should have happened. And then there are some who, you know, who don't want to be named or just like, are you kidding me? To that point, I know you, you're covering Duggan and the mayor, mayor Duggan right now. And he had a press conference. Did anybody ask him about it? So I wasn't able to go to that because I've been working the phones pretty hard on this story, but I did ask the press secretary to ask a question for me. And he does ask questions for reporters who can't make it. And I asked him to say, you know, what is the mayor's reaction to that? And like I said, a little while ago, he said, you know, if I can help him in some way uh, I can, but my suspicion is that really uh, Mike Duggan is thinking to himself, boy, Detroit just got out from under this cloud. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, we've shown the world that when no one else can get testing done, we can get testing done. When everybody else is squabbling, Detroit is being very workmanlike and professional and trying to put its city back together again and keep its people safe. The last thing we need to do is have headlines and stories that involve Detroit and Kwame Kilpatrick. I've got to believe there are a lot of people who think we're past that era who today are saying, uh, you know, every headline about Kilpatrick is going to have Detroit in it. And this is not the association. Whatever they feel about him personally, this is not a good connotation for the rest of the country being associated with Kwame Kilpatrick. It's not like free being associated with beer. OK, hmm. this is this is not. Uh, no, this is not a good day for Detroit's image. And this is not the context in which we want to be seen. OK, that's a that's a very strange thing to me on the face of it when the mayor of Detroit says of a guy who stole 
a ton of money from the city and misappro. I mean, we know how much money moved around that shouldn't have moved around and all this phony, bony, phony, phony baloney business with contractors and on and on and on. And that, that was interesting, the text messages, too, seeing how, you know, when, when the mayor and his mistress are talking about who's bidding, on, I mean, that doesn't seem like the mayor should be doing that. But anyway, uh, I digress. Yeah, actually, I, I think uh, a jury decided they shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when the current mayor is asked about this person who stole all this money and drove this city to a horrible, horrible place, is it really somebody should be worried about helping? I mean, is, it, is that really a response? Or is, is he just trying to reach out to those that group that still reveres Kwame Kilpatrick and thinks he got screwed? Because if that's the case, would he give him a job with the city? I mean, he loves being on the public dole. I mean, some I, safe I, job I, where he... I couldn't... Well, I mean, he said he wanted to help him. What does that mean? Well, I think it's just something you say. Well, Maybe most we'll days I'm the only reporter in person at the mayor's briefings, and I'm there because I think it's important that if the mayor or any high-ranking public official is available, that the media should take advantage of that opportunity. But that's the problem with sending questions remotely. There's not really an opportunity to follow up. And I think my follow-up question would have been, okay, you wish him well, you want to get him back on your feet, but, and I would, I would offer some of those very questions that you just put up there because... I think that uh, Kilpatrick needs to get on with his life. I wish him well. I hope he does well enough to make the restitution and to make amends for what he's ah. done. But I, I don't think we'll see him in Detroit again. I just think that, that this is part of his past and he wants a fresh start somewhere else. Huh. And, uh, and that's, that's the way it's going to be. Well, fre that's fresh people to manipulate, people that don't know you as well. So, I mean, sometimes that, that can work out for a guy like him because I – I'm going to make a prediction. Don't anybody get too upset because I think this one is so obvious. He will be behind on his restitution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he will be behind on his uh, restitution very quickly. Yeah. He will fall way behind. And I don't know if it'll, you know, anybody will even, well, he'll notice or somebody will notice. But um, I'm just, I, I'm going back to Mike Duggan, you know, I can help him. When Rob Bogoyevich got out, did the governor of Illinois say, oh, Rod, well, if I can help him, yeah. I mean, uh, who was the governor when he got? No, but I mean, isn't that isn't uh, that an obvious one? Was, of it, course was he, it Pritzker or was it the Republican who kind of screwed up Illinois? I, I want to say it was Pritzker because it wasn't that long ago, was it? But I, I don't even care who the governor was, honestly. It's just ridiculous, and uh, you know, because you're in the same party, you say you want to help. I mean, look at what the guy did, and maybe the governor of Illinois did say he'd help him. I I don't know. I'm just this is just blindsided me today i gotta tell you I'm, I'm just popping off here ml you're it's your show it's your it's your story it's your pulitzer although it was a long time ago no pulitzer and it came, and it came with a pay cut though. in fact it, last time i took a pay cut that deep i started a podcast um <laughs> right, you're that's different different topic but but i think one of the things you have to understand here is that that kwame kilpatrick sort of grew up in the mcnamara administration in the same way that mike duggan did so there is a personal relationship there that jay pritzker probably didn't have with rod blagojevich and if it was the republican governor he certainly didn't have it with rod blagojevich but, but you know this is i mean it, it you know, hey, listen, I, I used to like Kwame Kilpatrick quite a lot. The more I found out about him, the less I like him. But I don't wish him any ill. I hope he's able to put his life back together. And I hope putting his life back together stops meaning that it ruins other people's lives. Because what people forget about him is not only did he steal, not only did he cheat, not only did he rob, not only did he betray his friends and, and some of his relatives, 
he tried to ruin people's careers. He tried to ruin yeah. the careers of police officers who opposed him. People who he thought were not his friends would get run out of the administration. He did a lot of damage to people as human beings. So it's not just about money. It's not just about betraying his oath. He just basically figured if he wanted it, he should have it. And if it hurt you, tough shit for you. Um, if he thought that deeply about it. There's nothing that he is beneath doing, in my opinion. Nothing. And that's why... You know, I, I understand the whole McNamara connection, but I, it just doesn't sit right with me. And, and I've met Mike Duggan. And Mike Duggan seems like a very nice guy. I mean, um, I, I know people have complaints with him. I know there's people that are delighted with him. The city has certainly done better since he's been mayor. I'll give him that. Um, there's certainly a few issues along the way. But I just it just disappointed me. It's like, I don't know, I just feel like that's the absolute wrong thing to say. Why don't you help somebody, somebody maybe who doesn't steal millions from the city? Well, but I mean, that was the question he was asked. It was about Kwame. What I know, but to say he'd like to, he would help him. I don't. It just, I don't know. Well, the the, the interesting thing about me about the, the the Duggan Kilpatrick dynamic is Duggan is a guy who never stops working. I mean, he's like a machine. I imagine working for him must be one of the most miserable experiences in the world. If you don't really love the work that you're doing, because this is a guy who will break you up at three in the morning and say, Hey, I just had an idea about this. Can you get back to me? And then at four in the morning calls you back to say, Hey, it's four in the morning. You didn't get back to me on that call. I made at three in the morning. Whereas Kilpatrick, I mean, if Kilpatrick was driving around the city, it wasn't to inspect whether or not garbage cans had been emptied. It was to empty his own garbage can into somebody else's old lady. I mean, this is a guy who loved a good time, who screwed around, who just, I mean, one of the things, and you know from looking at the text messages, one of the things that struck me besides some of the, the juvenile discussions and some of the criminal discussions was there's no discussion of city work these are city <laughs> devices run by the two highest ranking city officials in detroit and nobody is talking about work duggan works whether you agree with what he's doing or not the man works kilpatrick smart guy not a hard how, how much fear do you have that he's going to pass you in twitter followers again didn't you finally oh, kilpatrick oh. didn't you just finally pass uh, Kilpatrick not that long ago. Well, let, let me make a personal appeal. Please follow me on Twitter. It's at E-L-R-I-C-K. It's also a good place to get updates on uh, ML Soul of Detroit. You got um, be- to believe he's going to have a, a TikTok. Kwame will have an Instagram. <laughs> With why, his big-headed boys? Why wouldn't he? Tinder I, account. I'm sure he could. Uh, you know, social media can do amazing things for anyone. It's the, uh, what do I call it, the age of the... Uh, idiot millionaire. Uh, I, I wouldn't call him an idiot millionaire, but um, I just want to tell you, ML, because I know you, you were very distressed by the fact that suddenly this newsy event comes up and people think of you and you're trying to separate yourself from the story and move on from that Pulitzer you won 30 years ago. Um, but Weren't you on the radio like 20 years ago? <laughs> uh, Didn't you used to be Drew Lane? Radio legend Drew Lane. Mike Clark's partner? <laughs> That's right. Didn't you do? Didn't Zip have you on his show a couple times? I was on the Zip show, the Drew and Zip show. Yeah, what hard happened to that show? public access career that you were crowing about a while ago? Landing hard. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. <sighs> public access. I think the last time we talked about public access is when Maz wanted me to go out for a free lunch. <laughs> That's um, the only kind of lunch Maz eats, right? I, I just want to say this though, as oh. far as your negativity about this coming up, is that uh, Facebook Live audience is quite impressive today. A lot of people on there. So. We appreciate both of you. They wanted to hear what you had to say. Yeah. 
No, there's oh. more than both of them. And now they can read it, right? So, because you, you said you have big stories coming out this weekend. Yeah, so I, I don't know where you're going with this, true, but uh, but I, I don't. I mean, listen. Here's Damn my only that. thing. I have a million stories I want to do, a thousand things I want to get to. I can only do one at a time. And this is going to keep me from getting to the next Kilpatrick. So I don't like that the last Kilpatrick is allowing the next Kilpatrick to have a little more time to run free. Can I ask you this? Ha ha. Could Absolutely you, not. Could you beg off this story? Here he goes anyway. <laughs> sorry, you, sorry. ML is sorry. If you feel this is this poorly serves you and and maybe even the people that read the paper because you think there are a lot of other more important things going on could you say you know what i've really done this story to death and this is not really newsworthy to me and could somebody else cover it some other guy that's as hungry as i used to be um some young guy here's here's the thing with that um you know, I, I mean, these are good stories. They're going to be interesting, and I'm going to be interested. And the more I get back into it, the more excited I'm going to be. But, you know, who knows this like I do? Um, one of the things that makes institutional knowledge so important, one of the reasons why the mainstream media is important, and one of the reasons why old reporters are valuable is because you know the story. You've heard the stories before. I'm doing stories right now where I'm calling people that I met 20 years ago and have, and they wouldn't have talked to me 20 years ago, but now they will because there's, they know who I am. They know what I do. And there's a feeling of trust. And and there may be a feeling of, I better talk to this guy. And I think Bob Woodward, not that I'm in the Bob Woodward class, but people in Washington talk to Bob Woodward because, you know, if you don't talk to Bob Woodward, you know, your view is not going to get out there and somebody else's is. So I think it's important for people who know the story to do the story. And I think it's important for people who are going to talk to folks who may have some spin to be able to say, yeah, I've heard that before. This is why that's not true. So let's just move past it and get to the real deal. So this is my obligation. I am along with Jim, we are sort of keepers of the flame. So we have to tell this story because it's an important story, but I don't want people to think that I relish it. I don't want people to think that I'm gleeful about it. And I don't want people to think that I'm not looking out for other people who may be doing us wrong. So, um, so, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of you can only do one thing at a time. And uh, I feel like we've told people what they need to know about Kilpatrick but uh, but there's some new questions we have to answer. So we're going to answer them and we're going to do it in a compelling way. And if people are interested, well, maybe it's another reminder why institutions like the free press are important because whatever dot com that you're reading today wasn't here 10 years ago. It didn't save the city of Detroit from a despotic leader. And it's not going to be here 10 years from now, but hopefully the free press still is. And this is why we matter. And this is why you should support the free press, because if we're gone, it's clown time, and I think we've all had enough of that. Was he still answering my question? Because Charlie called. Yeah, no, he could see that you took a call. So I think oh, okay. He, <laughs> and he was stretching it out for your sake. I appreciate it, ML. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, as far as the story goes, and I didn't mean would you beg off the story, because I, I didn't think you would, but um, it's okay to get the clicks once in a while. I mean, it is a story, and people do associate with you. This is ML you're probably talking read it. Well, it clicks is somebody else's problem. My, okay. my problem is quality journalism. And, and if I do something that's important, I expect them to try and find a way to get an audience for it. Um, They're not mutually and, exclusive, though. Pardon me? They're not mutually exclusive. Great journalism can get lots of clicks, too. Uh, yes, and I Damn, think we that. proved that when we did these stories the first time. <laughs> but, um, but uh, hey, what, what can I tell you, man? You know, I mean... Uh, 
I don't need to put another bullet in a corpse, but, uh, but there is some new information to put out there. Some of it I'm interested in myself. So, you know, it's honorable work. It's worth doing and we're going to do it and we're going to do it better than anybody else. So we may as well. What the hell? Well, I'm glad because honestly, I have so many questions about how exactly this happened. Who, I mean, I want a picture of the guy who is most responsible for making this happen. And I don't, I have no idea who it is, but I want to see that picture on the paper. Make it happen. A lot of times I feel like I never will, Um, but I'm glad you're on it because then I might. Okay, well, I, I let me see here. <laughs> if, you, if you can get their picture on the on the front page, this is the guy. We just got it. <laughs> yeah, a, that's a pretty good sketch. I don't know. I want a big picture, and underneath his for, fault. for my next miracle. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, actually, for my next miracle, I'd like to sell out all those Solar Detroit hockey jerseys. Yeah, where can where can hey, one get up. one? Side of dogs. Dog. Those are beautiful jerseys, oh, by the way. I wore mine the other day. You should mention too um, that people can hey, see you. Well, well, Sorry, somebody. Get... Sure, There's my partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the woman you live with? And That's my wife, supervisor. It's the reporter he's working with. <laughs> um, are you going to oh, be wow. on television this weekend on something? Did you want to mention that or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Trees and I taped Flashpoint with Devin Skillian on Thursday night. He was talking to uh, people who have had the coronavirus. I have a feeling that that content might not quite be as fresh. So if anybody sees it on Sunday, thanks for watching. But (laughs) he may call us back to talk about Kwame Kilpatrick. We may make it on one way or the other. I don't know. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, I know you you kind of want to bounce here, but I. Flipped on four o'clock news and Mark saying, "Hey, ML's ready." So I was, was that? That was two hours ago, right? Uh, <laughs> no, like it. It, <laughs> is this really that torturous for you? I mean, we have a huge audience on <laughs> for Facebook me or Live. him. No, I'm fine. Uh, I've been here all day. Anyway, the four o'clock news came on. I was like, "Oh, I, I kind of want to see how they're covering this, or if they add anything new." And the first story was Memorial Day weekend, and then it was things opening up up north and shots in the bars and, uh, oh, how are you doing with it? And, oh, we're doing great. I'm not wearing a face mask. Anyway, it was like four after four, and they hadn't even done the story yet. And I thought, I don't know, if for me personally, I, I would have done the story first, but well, maybe it's not as big a deal as I thought it was. Well, I would think with coronavirus fatigue, it would at least be the oh. number one story. It's something different, although it is coronavirus is, related. Is, is coronavirus really getting clicks, though? Because I hear a lot of people who say they don't want to watch anything on it and they won't listen to our show because we talk about it. I, I got coronavirus from going on your show. I, they're just trying to protect themselves. It's a pro- prophylactic move, they call it. Almost gave us coronavirus. That's right. No, no, no. I, I, that was long before I was afflicted. Believe me. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, all I can tell you is if you have more questions, you want to talk more about it, check us out on Tuesday, the live broadcast of ML Solar Detroit right be, here on Facebook. And we actually have a pretty good episode that's available right now that you can find on Facebook and you can always get the download. And if you want to catch up on some of the stuff we've been talking about, Go to mlsoulofdetroit.com or iTunes and find our old episodes. Black Trump is an especially good one where we talk about the similarities between Trump and Kilpatrick. We had the prosecutor on who prosecuted Kilpatrick. He's on there too. Daniel Ferguson did a great episode with us. Schaefer comes on to talk about that ancient, ancient, like, like, Pre, uh, pre-Cambrian era Pulitzer that we won together. <laughs> and I think that it actually, the funny thing is that Pulitzer was, it was just, it was stone with a chisel that said, uh, 
you win them. And uh, it was that long ago. Hey, not, and, not to be um, a total dick, but it'd be kind of nice to hear you and Jim together about talking about this. Just saying. Yeah, yeah you, first you want Kwame and Chris together, now you want me and Jim together. That episode's it's, up there. Nice for the network. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can offer him a show, uh, Big Shot. You know, you're the one. You're the one with the infected basement. You know, you've been in all day, scrubbing. This basement's fine. There's no coronavirus in this basement. <laughs> thoroughly scrubbed. You tried to bring it to us, but no. Did but you know what? That's true. Actually, I got sick when I was home, so I think I'm just going to come stay down there. <laughs> I'm going to bring my dry ass cough with me. But um, but yeah, so we got we got more good stuff coming. We're going to try and answer as many of those questions. I have a feeling that Mr. Lane will be sending some to me over the weekend, so we will be trying to satisfy those. And I think we're going to have a very special guest. So uh, read the free press because there's going to be a lot of good stuff in there. But I know people will still have questions. And Mark will do his best to pick the best ones as we do our Facebook Live next week. Okay, but, and, uh, and since I'm here, uh, you mentioned the download as almost an afterthought. Please download The Soul of Detroit. Subscribe to it. Get it regularly because the downloads, those numbers are important. If you watch Facebook Live and you download the part that isn't on Facebook Live or however you guys do it, I mean, that's fine, too. It's nice to get the Facebook Live people watching. But the downloads are very important. And also, you can rate this great show on iTunes, you can leave a rating on your Facebook page too, correct? Yes, you can. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed you have some great reviews on iTunes, fabulous reviews, but you never ask for them. So I'll ask for you and hopefully you get some more. Uh, well, I asked for them, but I don't quite have the obeisance of the audience that, uh, <laughs> that you do from that time that you were on the radio in, uh, in what was it, uh, Tucson or uh, 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 Deming, New Mexico, or something. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was right after I won the Pulitzer, I think. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa. Oh, things what happened. happened. You hear that? Breaking I know, news. Stay at home go. just got extended to June 12th. <laughs> Seriously? Which is, that's not going to be a problem for Drew, because he's, he's been staying home for the last couple of days. What, wait, what, what got extended to June 12th? Like Whitmer's stay-at-home order. Oh, it's supposed June? to expire on the 28th. It got extended to June 12th? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Anybody surprised? All this and more at Freep.com. I'm there, man. Okay. Thanks, fellas. Thanks Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, We're going to have this on the website, too. If you missed it, please check it out. Share it with your friends. We appreciate that. We do want your feedback and your rating. You can write to us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. You can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 313-288-9070. That's 313-Butterfield-89070. And, uh, and of course, uh, best of Drew and Mike post tonight, right? Uh, negative. Uh, thanks for keeping. Oh, we're going to have to edit this. The, uh, no, no, we'll just leave it up there. Oh, no. Yeah, just okay. leave it. Expose the fact that you're not listening. Uh, the best of has been off for a while. I was trying to answer all those questions you had about that Kilpatrick feller. If, if we got the uh, the proper sponsorship, we might bring it back. But uh, actually, I I prefer operating without it. We can always yeah. bring best of stuff out. But uh, and thanks for the call. Yeah. Or we could just add another day of uh, ML. And, of course, there are the other fine shows like No Filter Sports and No BS News with Charlie LaDuff. He will have something to say about this. He'd have this. a great show, yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. And then there'll be the Kilpatrick uh, News Hour coming up soon. <laughs> and um, 
And what you're going to do with them cans once we have the bottle law enforced again. We're going to have a special show just talking about what you can do with all those cans and bottles that have been accumulating in your garage. So that's all here on the Red Shovel Network, brought to you by your friends at Drew Lane and Zip Publications. It's supposed to be Zip and Drew Lane Publications, but there's a copyright issue there. It was a long time ago. We're going to get past that. I'm just going to ignore that. But uh, do you want to mention this? Did you, did you mention your sponsors today? Yeah, there's the COVID. This may be our last show after all. There, there's the COVID. It's Get coming the sponsors back. in. Uh, well, yeah, Altus Beer. They've been uh, the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Broadwell, broadwellhomes.com. Uh, uh, all Financial. All Financial. <laughs> Trying to go through them all in my head. Hey, they, they like an extra addition, too. In fact, we have uh, Luke Nowacki. We've got uh, Luke, Luke Nowacki oh, supports us. We have Zot, DealsInTheD.com, Altus Beer. Um, we also have um, um, All Financial, I think Lindsay Broadwell. Well, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the outro cue. That's the problem. It's, Altus it's Beer. Oh, yeah. Out. Sorry. Well, I tried out. to get us out of here, and the boss started yelling at I me. Know. So, I feel like uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry. I got a zip. Cyrus, take us out. <laughs> Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Despite all of our potential, there are people who question our ability to come back. Well, I know a little something about coming back. You had me at hello, Jerry Maguire, 2000. Ha ha.